Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources today. Getting ready for a long weekend, Valentine's Day weekend, President's Day weekend. I hope you've got some good plans in the mix. And uh, as we look to Valentine's, as we look for that opportunity to kind of change the conversation a little bit, Uh, a lot of hate going on, a lot of uh, anger and fear and frustration being spewed from uh, the political spectrum, to be sure, uh, but in a lot of other places as well where we just need to dial it down a little bit and uh, refocus on the on the things that that actually do matter most. Uh, you know, as you look at the Valentine's Day, uh, of course, the National Retail Association is predicting that spending is actually going to be a little down this year. Uh, previous year was about twenty seven point four billion uh, spent uh, on Valentine's Day. I think this year they're anticipating probably closer to twenty one billion uh, so as the old Beatles song says, money can't buy you love, but it can buy you lots of chocolate and uh, jewelry and clothing, flowers, uh, night on the town, all of those things. Uh, but true love costs little uh, in dollars, but a, a great deal in compassion uh, and actual caring. Uh, in his Nobel Prize acceptance speech, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. stated that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word. Uh, and I love that. Uh, because love unconditional and the more importantly, the action that it spurs uh, is becoming endangered in today's society. Uh, you know, I was thrilled this morning uh, driving in very early, uh, listening to our good friends, Tim and Amanda on uh, KSL News Radio as they got me ready for the day, helped me navigate traffic and move in. Uh, they talked about just a, a wonderful initiative uh, by KSL News Radio uh, <clears throat> for Valentine's Day in uh, looking at how we can actually make a difference. Uh, Part of uh, KSL News Radio's Utah's Give Back Love Letters Challenge. And uh, Amanda was talking about going through this process. Uh, And it's an opportunity. We we know that one of the real underreported elements of the pandemic is the isolation uh, that it is causing so many people, those who are shut in, those who are elderly, uh, who are not able to have visits from grandchildren and family members and friends, uh, that isolation is is just brutal. And so it's just a very simple way. Uh, and all of you know I'm uh, very big on handwritten letters. Uh, they make a difference. They, it is different from a text, a, a conversation on the phone, uh, even a Zoom meeting uh, or a Facebook chat. Uh, it's different when you put pen to paper. And so KSL News Radio is encouraging everyone uh, to be part of Utah's Give Back Love Letter Challenge. You can go to kslnewsradio.com slash love letters challenge. 
and it will connect you with uh, people who could use uh, a kind word on Valentine's Day. Uh, there are templates there. If you want to have uh, an activity with your children, uh, they can color pictures and uh, send these to people who uh, need to be reached and reached out to. And it's a, it is a, an example of what living love uh, looks like. And I think doing that over this Valentine's Day weekend is, is so important. Uh, because sadly, even even on Valentine's Day weekend, uh, hate seems uh, to be able to dominate the headlines. Hate in all its forms, uh, contempt, prejudice, petty social media slurs, uh, all of those lead to this horrible place of rage. Uh, rage overruns reason. We, we try to diffuse that on this show every day. Uh, and every American has to recognize that it's up to each of us and all of us to call out hate for what it is. And then we can advance meaningful conversations, elevated dialogue, and we can do that with love. It doesn't mean we have to agree, but we can do it different. And yes, we are consuming uh, and being consumed by social media uh, and all of the forms of hate speech that just seem to be able to be spewed faster and farther than ever. Uh, many of you have heard me on this program before say we, we need to remember no one who plants thistles in the spring is expecting to harvest fruit in the fall. And no one should be fooled into thinking for a nanosecond that people who perpetually plant hate and contempt are somehow expecting to reap love and kindness later on. It's just not how it works. I'm not a farmer, but I'm married to a farmer's daughter. <laughs> and I know the law of the harvest. I understand how that works. Uh, so we have to plant better and we have to plant different. I remember very vividly at uh, this time last year, uh, hard to think all the way back to then, uh, really pre-big pandemic stuff going on. Uh, the National Prayer Breakfast took place. Arthur Brooks, uh, our good friend, uh, spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast, and uh, he made an interesting comment. It's one of the things I, I love to hear Arthur talk about. He uh, he actually dismissed the call for civility and tolerance as nonsense, <laughs> And the first time I heard him say that, I'm like, wait a minute, Arthur, you, are you going off the rails here? What's what's happening? Civility and tolerance is nonsense. But then he, he went on and said, it's not because those qualities are bad, but because those qualities alone will never be enough uh, to save our society. Uh, in fact, Arthur uh, often quips, he says, if I told you that my wife and I were just civil and tolerant of each other, you'd say we needed counseling. Uh, which I think is real important. Uh, and so Valentine's uh, wouldn't be worth a whole heck of a lot uh, if we were dedicated merely to civility. Somehow that just doesn't fit on a, a box of chocolates. Somehow that doesn't fit, uh, fit on a little Valentine's card. Uh, it's, it's more than civility. Uh, it does require that kind of love. And applying that love uh, is the solution. It's the beginning of the answer, I think, to so many of the challenges we face in the nation and around the world. Uh, I remember uh, last year uh, I got an email from one of our listeners, Troy, uh, who had been listening to our our conversation. I actually had Arthur Brooks on last year, and Troy was inspired. He picked up a, a copy of uh, Arthur's best-selling book, Love Your Enemies, and he said he then he bought a few copies for family members. Uh, but then he sent me this uh, image, this picture of his new license plates for his car. And his new license plates were, love your enemy. 
So you can figure out how to spell that with uh, just that many letters. Uh, love your neighbor, love your enemy. Uh, looks great on his license plate. Uh, and I thought that was uh, a pretty cool thing. And so if you ever are wondering, you know, if one individual can make a difference, we all can make a difference. Uh, and again, I really encourage you to go to kslnewsradio.com slash love letters challenge, love letters challenge, and just take a couple minutes today and write a Valentine to someone who's probably a little isolated today. Uh, we'll probably have a fairly lonely weekend coming up and your Valentine to them could be could be the thing that makes the difference for them uh, while they're unable to connect with so many others, because that's what we do. Uh, That's what we do around here. And so we need to make sure that all of us go back and recognize into this weekend uh, that Dr. King was right. Unconditional love will have the final word uh, if we let it. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio's Inside Sources today. And as always, As you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.